Tackle five now. Goes to Johnson. Johnson with a kick out towards the corner. And which it is Alesniak. It's a oh, catch. And what, what an try. amazing try from Dallin Wateni Zalesniak. It's going to be his eighth try in eight games. And I tell you what, you want to watch it again. And he's going to be slow to play the ball. Mitch Barnett on tackle three. Now Egan goes right side. Here's Johnson. Johnson skipping around the back. Nickel Klukstar. He's got a man on the outside. He doesn't need him. Charge Nickel Klukstar against his former club. Getting expansive. Nothing wrong with it. Here goes Egan out of dummy half. He's got Harris on the right. They go through to uh, Tom Arle. And Tom Arle goes right underneath the posts. In NRL game number 21, Tom Ale has his first try in the first grade. 10 metres out from the Raiders line on tackle five. Here's Nickel Klukstar. Back towards the middle to Johnson. Johnson with players oh. running through. And Luke Metcalf gets another for the Warriors underneath the posts. Now the Raiders are oh. spinning it early on tackle one. Sean Johnson, who can't believe his luck has just snatched it out of the air. What were the Raiders thinking? I guess they had to try something, but I think it was Joey Tarpany who essentially threw a pass to Sean Johnson and said, here you go, mate. Under the sticks you go. Grant Atkins will blow the whistle and the Warriors will spoil the Jared Croker party in Canberra. Well, there you go. Um, That was uh, highlights uh, courtesy of our very own Sam uh, Hewitt calling the action there on uh, the weekend, and it was a fantastic performance, very uh, gutsy performance, I think, uh, performance defensively, um, I guess, first of all. So let's welcome in uh, Andrew Voss, of course, calling uh, plenty of action over the weekend himself. Uh, but that was impressive, 36-14 to 14 in the end, uh, the Warriors over the Raiders. Um, and I think, uh, good morning to you, Voss. He's set up by some pretty resolute defence in the first 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, good morning, Smithy. Good morning, listeners. Give you three words. The real deal. Um, that's my description of the Warriors. The real deal. There is nothing fluky about their performances. Um, there's, there's effort. There's skill. There is strategy. Uh, and the other night, on such an emotional night for the team they were playing, the Canberra Raiders, the Warriors went about their job like a very good side. Not just a good side, like a very good side. Um, so I'd be greatly encouraged, more so than any other game this year, on the back of what the Warriors did on Friday night. Um, they're sitting up in the top eight. There are a lot of other clubs with a lot of troubles. Uh, the Warriors are not one of them at the moment. They've got a bit of depth as well. We keep talking about um, Sean Johnson uh, week after week. The combination now with Luke Metcalf um, is starting to bed in quite nicely. Um, but still there's doubt over where Johnson will go at the end of the season. I, I think it's way too early to talk about the end of the season. I'm enjoying this one so much. But uh, here's a guy that is uh, uh, answering a few questions if they're being asked. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and toughness as well. Uh, the other night, given, you know, the knock and to come back on and intercept from the kickoff, all of those things. I mean, Sean Johnson is playing um, now very good attack. He is playing like a leader. Sean Johnson, where he had critics in the past, uh, where he would drift in and out of games, and I think Sean would have to concede that was a true observation it is not happening now. Sean Johnson is running this side. Yeah, he doesn't have to have the C next to his name. He is playing like a, a classic halfback. And even his running game has returned, his confidence. And I'll tell you what's the best thing about it all, Smithy. He's doing so much of it with a smile on his face. Like, <laughs> he's 
it, it made me reflect, actually, a chat I had my wife. I said, because she's followed Sean. She likes Sean as well. Um, <laughs> big fan of Sean Johnson is my wife. And she was saying, and it's a very good point, you know, none of us were to know how big the effect of COVID was with those taken away from their families and what impact that would have on your doing your job. Um, and, and that must be true. I mean, with Sean and the Warriors players, those that were away from home and then had to get split up and young family and all that, how you know it's fine to say they get well paid do your job train play that's what you're there to do but if things aren't good at home you know if you are sad and and there would have been times he'd be very sad and and miss his family it would have an effect on you doing your job i think not everyone's cut from the same cloth you know it, it would have an effect more so on others than than some you know and some have kids some don't and the disruption of the last few years and maybe sean johnson is living proof of that that you know happy back at home and being home and with his wife and kids, that's a very positive influence on his football. A uh, bit of a comeuppance for the Dolphins against the Sea Eagles the other night. Are we seeing perhaps a, a change in the fortunes for Wayne Bennett's outfit now? Yeah, well, my suspicion was the week before that hit the wall and then that got absolutely cemented on, um, on Friday night. The effort areas weren't there. Smithy. I mean, I mean, I used a line. Poor old Tessie knew on a kick. He turned around. I said, "I've, I've seen milk turn quicker," um, mm. and, but he wasn't alone. <laughs> the, they, the, the, the effort wasn't there. And I, you know, a cliche is, um, you know, haven't turned up to play. The, the Dolphins didn't turn up to play the other night. They were just, they were going at a like Manly was going at a different speed to the Dolphins, and that would be very disappointing. And Wayne Bennett's got, you know, a, a bye week to review where his team is at now. After all the good work they've done, the last two weeks have been very disappointing. Right, let's look at um, an incredible uh, match, probably the match of the round in terms of a spectacle, and that was uh, the Broncos and the Knights and the match-up in the number one jerseys. Oh, Reese Walsh, Kalen Ponga. That, look, the, the match was superb, Smithy. The match was a 9.5 out of 10. The fullback battle, 9.5 out of 10. I thought just fantastic. You know, you could just make a highlights reel out of those two players from the night. Um, and, and the respect at the end. You know, we, we follow a great sport, and there they were embracing at the end of the game. I thought that was fantastic. Um, Walsh is a super player. There's no, no doubt about that. Kalen Ponga is still a super player, but you know, was a checkered path this season because of the concussions. I'm not I'm not saying it's the end of rep football for Kalen Ponga by any stretch. But Queensland, if both of those blokes are fit, are gonna face a tough decision every year when they have to name their number one because they're both very, very good. And as for moments within the match, I don't know whether I've seen too many better passes than Ezra Mam to Adam Reynolds for the match winning try. Mm. Like I, yeah. I'm putting it up there with one of the best passes I've ever seen thrown. And the more I watched it, the higher opinion I had of it. Because it's it's not just flick, it's around the corner of a defender. It's done at pace and it's it's spiral flick. You know, like where do you learn how to do that? It's an incredible moment by obviously a very much a natural talent in Ezra Man. Great, great moment. Great game. And that combination is very, very strong. I mean, there are superstar combinations in the NRL, but I don't think as a combo, as a combo um, there's much better than the understanding these two have. Oh, look, things are going so well around Adam Reynolds. So Adam Reynolds is playing... You talk about your leaders with Sean Johnson. There's, there's something to be said for having 
um, a half, isn't there, in their 30s. I mean, look at Daly Cherry Evans at Manly. You know, he is, he's the glue for that side. He's the leader. Adam Reynolds in his 30s, Sean Johnson in his 30s. Yeah, if you're going to have a Blake in their 30s, make it in the playmaker role who can play leader. And again, they don't have to be captain. But in the case of Reynolds and DCE, they are captains. But Reynolds has been an incredible influence on Walsh and an incredible influence on Ezra Mam. And you can see these young fellas. I mean, they're, they're 10 and 12 years his junior, you know. But they, mm. they're, you know, it's working, isn't it? It works a treat. Right, let's uh, look at um, the, the result that upset my apple cart a wee bit. I've got a vested interest in the Sharks, um, but I shouldn't have perhaps now Ooh. because um, their record against the top eight sides is abysmal and that was a complete and utter pasting last night. Yeah, sometimes we can quote stats, uh, stats you know, to create an argument and, and to, you know, put forward an argument or to, de- to debate something, but the stat now is just... It's, it's just ringing true with the Sharks. They're just not beating big sides. And now you go searching for why that is. And I floated a theory that they've got half a dozen forwards that have been top liners from this year. They average less than, you know, 40 minutes a game. You know, some are, some are less than 30 minutes a game. And that's their top forwards. I just wonder whether... You know, that, that's that's not good enough. None of the leading sides have players like that. You know, Penrith, James Fisher-Harris, he's not going to play less than 40 minutes. I mean, you need... You know, if you're only getting 25 good minutes out of players, then you need a lot of players to, to put in good 25 mm. minutes. You know, like, if they're, if one bloke's having a good 25, but the other's not, there's no way you're going to win big matches, I think, based on that. Craig Fitzgibbon has to find better minutes, better quality minutes. Like, Royce Hunt, Braden Hamlin, well, they're good players, but, like, in Royce Hunt's case, he averages 29 minutes a game. You know, Braden hamlin Wellay is averaging 35, 36 minutes a game. That's just not good enough. I don't believe for Cronulla to be um, a big match side. And yesterday was... Well, Craig Bellamy said last week about his own team that the Storm were putrid. Yesterday, the Sharks were putrid. It was awful. It was awful, all right. I can tell you. Um, I've basically torn my ticket up on them, I can promise you. Uh, what did you make of the stouch between uh, Wararia Hargraves and Spencer Lineu at the weekend? Uh, anything to come out of that? Smithy, condemn me as a hypocrite, um, if you will, in advance. Let me say this. This is, this is one half of the Voss brain. <laughs> Great theatre. Entertainment. I laughed. Other side of me says, you know what? Jared should be suspended. You can't, you can't be throwing a water bottle, the squirt, the water, and all of that. I think there should be suspension, and you know we do have precedent, uh, precedents with uh, George Burgess back in 2015. He got a two-game ban for throwing a water bottle from the bench at Roosters player Kane Evans. It missed, and he still got a two-game ban. I just think Jared, the theatre of it, and I love his aggression and all of that. But you can't be throwing a water bottle, even if it's a soft throw or whatever. You can't be doing it. And it, it shouldn't just be a fine. It should be a, a sentence, a, a suspension, just one game. That's all it needs to be mm. that accompanies that contrary conduct, in my opinion. Yep, totally agree. I think you've got to set a, you've got to set a standard. And um, uh, on a high-profile player, I think it's fair enough as well. And it's not like it's his first um, indiscretion, shall we say. Mm. Hey, but the, the round isn't over yet, uh, Vossi. We've got, no. what, four consecutive nights of NRL tonight, Bulldogs and Eels. How do you see that? 
Well, it's been fantastic. You know, this is what I this is the nirvana that I'm pushing for that we play rugby league six or seven days a week. Um, so we've had Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, now Monday. It, it, just to let our listeners know, Smithy, it is the King's birthday holiday here in New South Wales, but not in Queensland, not in WA, but it is in Victoria, South Australia, Northern Territory, Tasmania, ACT. So we're all, we're not even on the same page across the country. But Bulldogs and Eels today. How about this, Smithy? King's birthday holiday, first time. You've got King Gutho playing, Clint Gutherson, and you've got Max King in the Canterbury side. I'm saying, can both of them get tries? To set that up last night, Josh King scored a try for Melbourne against Cronulla. He's only got five tries in his career, and he scores on the eve of the King's birthday. So get me on the phone on your program tomorrow with King Gutho. Gutherson scores the first try, and Max King scores only the third try in his career. I think it's in the... It's in the tea leaves, Smithy. I'm seeing in the tea leaves that there's going to be a bit of King action on the King's birthday. I think Parramatta win, but no certainty. I think this will be this, this will be a good match, this. No Dylan Brown, of course, for Parramatta. Um, Mitchell Moses playing for maybe the number seven jersey for New South Wales. Um, I'm hearing Gutherson's a chance as well to get a bench spot. Uh, so big game on lots of fronts. I'm going to tip the Eels to win. But, um, yeah, watch out for the first try and the anytime try scorers. What do your tea leaves tell you about the future for Luke Brooks having turned down an offer from the Tigers? Well, some may say he should have done this a few years ago, maybe cut the cord away from the Tigers, but he's been yeah, he's been well paid for a number of seasons. He's now um, past the 200-game milestone for the West Tigers, which is a great achievement. But, yeah, I... I think in the best interests of Luke Brooks getting the best out of the rest of his career, I think he should try his hand somewhere else. Um, and I think it, it it could be as much Australia as it could be England. It could be England. You know, there's, there's talk there and there's a few clubs like Leeds over there are struggling and they're a big club. They might look at him. Um, and then you look in Australia and you think, well, Canberra would have to be a number one contender for a, for a half five eight. Uh, given that Jack White is leaving the club. So, yeah, and there would be others. Um, so if I'm Luke Brooks, I'm thinking, yeah, time to, to move on from the Tigers and find your potential somewhere else. Um, it doesn't come as a massive surprise to me, the state of play with Luke Brooks at the Tigers and the contract situation. You made a great point on Twitter yesterday, uh, Vossi, showcasing the need for perhaps a New Zealand second team in the comp after looking at the number of New Zealand-born players uh, featuring mm. uh, particularly in the Dolphins lineup as well. So um, is that something you're going to persevere with uh, throughout? So you, you'll be doing, doing a pitch to the NRL on our behalf, will you? I, I will, Smithy, um, and I think uh, my opinion reinforced this year by the Dolphins coming in and giving Queensland, South East Queensland, that extra derby. I still think the New Zealand derby as part of the big picture would be fantastic to have two New Zealand sides going head-to-head. We've never had it, obviously. We've never had it. Uh, to have that in the NRL going forward. But just to reinforce that point, the other night, and, and I don't think I've ever called a game um, where the players were all born 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Like from 5, 8 all the way through to your hooker, we're all New Zealand born and you can throw Jermaine Asako into the mix out in the back line as well. And that's an Australian-based club. So there's obviously enough talent to pick from to, uh, 
to boost the playing pool of, um, of of NRL competitors, which you would need to go to the extra, you know, extra yard. And I think it would inspire others, you know, others that are contemplating, you know, between rugby union and rugby league. If there's a second rugby league club, it could be the the catalyst for saying, no, no, I'm going to persevere with rugby league. So bring it on. A second team in New Zealand for mine is a must, and I would rather it be sooner than later. I think now is the oh. time to strike, and rugby union not exactly flying. It's certainly not flying over here, Smithy. Uh, I'd mm. be I'd be sticking the second rugby league side in New Zealand right now. Well, being uh, King's birthday and you're having a, a decent old uh, long lunch, I would imagine somewhere uh, in Sydney, you're celebrating the fact that you are the World Test champions. And deservedly so, uh, an outstandingly and standing performance from mm. uh, I think the best equipped side in world cricket at the moment. Yeah, how good was Scott Boland, Smithy? What about that? I mm. was actually nervous going into the last day, and then he goes bang bang in the one over, and they go from three down to five down, and then it's okay. Let's get this get this completed. He's now a must for the Ashes. Scott Boland, he's got to be. It's got to be Cummins and Boland, obviously in, and they're going to have to sort out the rest. But um, can I just say this, Smithy? You being, you know great ex-cricketer. Gil, the Indian, I mean, going to social media, if you stood and contested the umpire's decision, you would be fined some of your match fee, wouldn't you? If you stood out on the field and... So what's the difference when you put it on social media after the game? Should he not be fined, his match fee, for, for putting out his little post and to his 1.2 million followers? I thought that was inflammatory and a poor show by Gil. Um, you've got to cop the umpire's decision. Let others like us then debate whether it's you know whether it was out or not. But he needs to accept the decision. So I think he should be fined for showing dissent via social media. Let's see if the what is it the BCCI do anything about it. I, I won't hold my breath, but um, mm. I think he should be fined for for what he did post dismissal. Like I, I think you're right um, because of the drawing power he has as an Indian superstar. Um, and the, the sway he can have, I, I totally agree with you on that. I would imagine they'll look at that. Um, from what I saw about it, um, they, they had the process, the umpires questioned it, um, and then the decision was made on the big screen. Um, you've got to go, son. You've got to go. There's no point, and there's no ramifications after that. There are none. Um, you no. just have to get on with it. Uh, and I'm sorry, you were so, com- so comfortably beaten as well, Shuvman. So comfortably beaten. Uh, just take yes. it. Yeah, yeah, and but the, the rule book does say can touch a blade of grass. The ball can actually, mm. you know, as long as you've got the fingers there, he's holding the ball, then mm. it can skim the grass, if you will. And 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 but anyway, it is so close. And when you're talking about magnifying things by about three hundred to try and prove in or out, I just think Gil, yeah. you're right. I, I just, as I say, I'm not holding my breath, but I believe he should be fined for dissent via social media. Because he, he mm. put that post out while the match was still going, I think I'm right in saying. Yeah, like I, I think absolutely should be fine. Yeah, it might be something that uh, they do even um, with Richie Richardson as, uh, as uh, the, the match referee. Perhaps that falls within his, um, his barrier. I, don't, I, I think you're right. I do not see the BCCI taking too much action <laughs> against it. <laughs> However, uh, hey, Vossi, terrific. Uh, enjoy the success um, and uh, look forward to uh, the completion of... Another round of NRL tonight. Really do uh, love Monday Night 40 as you do. Cheers, man. Been great. Good on you. And Warriors fans, enjoy it. Well done. Um, get on the bus. Get on the Warriors bus for the rest of this season. 
There's not a lot of room left, I can promise you that. 11.21, Vossi. 11.21 on this side of the Tasman. Thank you so much, man. Have a terrific week.